0: This is Jamila Blue from Conscious Michiana. Our purpose is to connect Michiana to holistic practitioners and mind, body, spirit events and places within our community. Today's guest is Deanna Waggy. She talks about her beginnings as an occupational therapist and how that brought her to acupuncture, zero balancing, and the program that she has recently put together combining her favorite healing practices. As you are listening to this podcast, you may find that you are interested in learning more about the holistic resources in our community. For a full directory listing, please visit www.consciousmachiana.com. You can also find us on facebook as well as instagram and we have a newsletter for you to subscribe to as well if you are a practitioner and want to become part of our growing community please join the michiana holistic hub facebook group you may also subscribe to the conscious michiana website to add your bio and any upcoming events that you may have for free If you enjoy this podcast, please help us out by leaving us some stars and a review. This will help us more than you may realize. In the podcast world, this goes a long way in helping others find us, and it's free. Have you heard of our upcoming Earth Day Mind Body Spirit Festival? It's going to be Saturday, April 23rd from 10 till 6 p.m. at Pottawatomie Park in South Bend. There will be music, art, health and wellness classes, yoga, qigong, food, and vendor booths, as well as activities for all ages. We are still accepting applications and details can be found on our website. Are you interested in supporting our mission towards growing our wellness community? Please visit our donate page for the many ways that you can help. All right, let's get started. Welcome, Deanna Waggy, to Conscious Michiana. I am so excited to have you on our show. Um, how are you doing?
1: Good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and to see what you're doing with the Michiana group. So that's Thank you for hosting me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've known each other through mutual friends for a good long while. And I just remember how excited you and I and so many others were when we first started the first um, holistic hub meetups like I think it was in the beginning of 2019, maybe, um, right. and uh, you were just so wonderful um, with coming and inviting others, and and just working on building holistic practitioner support group and you know getting us started and it's really great to be able to reconnect things have changed so much since then Um, and we've just kind of both been building our things and it's nice to be able to reconnect with you here and to catch up with you and what you have going on and and I am you have so many really amazing services that you offer I've always been very intrigued in the conversations that we've had and Um, you leading group discussions on the services that you offer, as well as more of the specifics of those modalities. And I thought that you would be really great to have as part of the podcast and just letting the, the community know more about you and the services that you offer and kind of go
1: into it. Does that sound good? That sounds great. I love collaboration and connecting with other people. So this is a Great venue for you to do this, and for us to get to know each other and share what we we do with each other.
0: Exactly, exactly. I am super excited as well. So why don't we um, let's start with the beginning. How did you, how did you know that this was your calling,
1: and what is your story of getting into healing? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that you kind of grow into. Um, I had a cousin who was born with a, without a. Um, a hip socket that was functioning correctly. And I remember as a child meeting with her and watching her go through therapy. And I always thought it would be interesting to work with people that had disabilities. And so I ended up with a career in occupational therapy. And I did that locally for many years till I had kids. And then I went through a period of time where I was interested in spirituality. So I became a spiritual director and I loved being with um, companioning people on their journey. And then I discovered the um, the zero balancing and soul lightning acupressure that I do, this um, five element model. And I've always been very curious and fascinated with all of these complementary and integrative health practices. I think I've tried most of what is out there on myself just because I'm curious. I love to experience it and, and see the impact on my own health. So I I really am what people call a multi-potentialite. There's a great TED Talk on that. And that means somebody that just likes to look at all these different things and um, try new ways of doing things and then integrates it into a unique um, practice or a way of doing things. And I feel like that's what I've really done is I'm a holistic practitioner. You could call it a modern-day medicine woman. but just bringing together all of these different modalities that I do with a foot in both Western medicine and Eastern medicine, the traditional, the non traditional, and trying to integrate it in a really practical way that, that I understand that I can then bring to the people that I interact with and um, empower. This is really about empowering other people for their whole being health. So I'm very passionate about that. I'm thankful that I am able to to use these gifts and, and skills in the community and not only locally, but now we're doing this kind of work online. Who knew we would be doing this when you and I first met at a technology group we were part of. And we've transitioned to being able to do long distance healing and virtual work in ways that are very powerful to people. So um, it's exciting to, to, and fun for me to be able to pull all of these different hats that I wear and um, approach people from a very holistic way of looking at body, mind, emotion, and soul. And we're, we're one person, all of those together, and we have to address the whole person in order to really have true healing happen.
0: Indeed. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for describing just how you integrate so many different modalities. And, okay, so what was the name of the TED Talk again?
1: Uh, multi-potentialite. Uh, I, uh, Emily. multi, multi, mul- multi, multi- light You have multiple potentials. So there are two kinds of people. People who are... Experts at what they do, and they do a deep dive, and they know everything about that one topic, and they're they're just excellent at what they do. And then there's people like me that dabble in so many different things, and I learn quickly, and I know a lot about it because I can apply it from a different lens because I've built on previous skill set. And so we need both people because the intersection of using the gifts of somebody that knows a lot about a lot of things, and working with a person that goes the deep dive into one thing, that's where innovation happens, because the collaboration of the two can bring all kinds of new possibilities. And I feel like that's what I do, because I collaborate with so many different people. And I refer out all the time to other people, if I feel like I don't have the skill set to address whatever two is the person is seeing me for, I think it's so important that we get people to the right services and work as a team. Um, I don't feel threatened when other people would rather get somebody else. I think that's great because we wanna you know, help people get the best services and work as a team to help their whole being health.
0: Absolutely. I agree full-heartedly. I was asking about the TED Talk part just because when you had said that, I'm like, oh, that's another name for it. I am very, very similar to you. I have lots and lots of things and lots of different lot directions. Of and it's, it's oh, there's another name for it. So that's why I wanted to hit back on that. You, as you were giving your description about the the mini pads that you have had that you are bringing in together in your process, you had mentioned zero balancing occupational uh, occupational therapy, um, acupressure, I believe you'd also mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that you did it. I just wanted to make sure I thought that I heard you say that as well. So, okay. So we may know what acupressure and occupational therapy is, but what is zero balancing? I'm not (laughs) sure that a lot of people are going to know that one.
1: They don't, but I hope they're going to know more about it in the future. I'm actually in teacher training to be a a faculty member for zero balancing, and I've written several articles recently in a peer-reviewed journal. Um, Zero balancing was started in the early 70s by by an osteopathic physician who was also an acupuncturist and a rolfer, and he had studied many of these traditional... Um, medicine approaches and a lot of the newer emerging um, modalities that were happening in the early 70s. And he wanted to work with both this Western and Eastern model of medicine, realizing we have a physical um, structure to our body and we have an energetic energy body based on the meridian flows in Chinese medicine. And so he developed a special kind of touch that he used to work with both energy and structure simultaneously and created a protocol that helps to balance a person. So the name Zero Balancing came from somebody who got up from the table one day and said, wow, I feel like I'm balanced. I'm back to zero. I'm zero balanced. And those old fashioned scales of being centered and grounded. So this practice helps people to um, clear the restrictions in their body. We talk about energy and that's a kind of a foreign term in Western medicine, but we know feels like to have tension in our body, which takes up a lot of energy for us to hold that tension. Um, We know what it it is to feel exhausted at the end of the day and have no energy, We know what it's like when somebody walks into the room and they are angry and we feel the energy and the tension. And we also know when somebody walks in the room and they're a loved one or they're um, a small child and they're happy and skipping around, we notice a shift in ourselves and in the energy of the room. And so this energy is real and can be palpated and felt in our body. So I hold points on the body that help release the tension, the the restrictions to these flows, these energy flows are like streams in the body. So I'm removing all those boulders and driftwood so that the energy flows freely. And what happens is, is that we move, we have less physical tension in the body and we can move easier with less effort, we feel better and our bodies move towards greater health when we do that. One of the other very unique um, aspects of this work is that it helps to drop us into what's called an expanded state of awareness. Um, It's a a deep sink. It's um, that feeling of that liminal space when we're half asleep, half awake where we're, you know, really what's happening with our brain is that the theta waves start to be activated. And so that's where the true healing happens in our body. And we're able to help people reach these states through touch, we've been doing research on this. And it's like a deep meditative state. It takes some people a lot of years of practice to get into this deep meditative state. And we're finding we can do it with touch within several minutes of helping people drop into these deeper states. So when a person comes and lies down on the massage table and I do this technique, they feel deeply relaxed. They can access a lot more of their unconscious, the um, subconscious, the part of them that knows things, but their, their intuition, um, there's a lot of words we can call it, but if you're able to reach these states and feel good, without having to use other substances that may be our bodies chemically. So um, it's a, a wonderful healing state. And the acupressure that I do is the wife of the zero balancing founder. And she took this type of touch and added in Jin Shin Jitsu acupressure protocols. It's a form of holding the acupressure points and activating the energy flows to help treat various symptoms. And so I use this combination of both of these together to help really work with a lot of perplexing health problems that we can't always connect the dots from a Western medicine perspective. But when we start to look at it from an Eastern medicine perspective, we start to see how everything is interconnected and then how we can clear, clear the debris from the stream, so to speak, clear the restrictions so that we feel better, we move better, we, we become healthier. It helps to bring balance and homeostasis to our life.
0: That's really incredible. So, I mean, just it sounds like your life path of all of the things that you've been doing has brought you right here. I mean, really, with like your occupational therapy and just how these various things have just built on each other, um, and how you've been able to bring your prior history and experience in with this. I mean, wow, that's really incredible.
1: I love doing it. And I'll tell you, the occupational therapy, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that really don't know what OT is, and um, they, they're familiar with physical therapy, but occupational therapy, the word occupation refers to what occupies your time. And so what we're trying to do is help people get back to their daily living, whether it's bathing, dressing, eating, or what we normally think of in OT. But also your ability to work with ease, to learn and concentrate, to sleep and rest better, um, to do leisure activities, to be able to participate in spiritual rituals and, and activities. So anything that is something that you do during the day, we want to help people get back to doing the things that they want to do and that they need to do and to be able to do it better or adapt if they've had any kind of illness or injury or um, any problems in their life. So I bring this practical um, way of breaking down the the activities and the processes that we do during the day and looking at what can we do to make it better or easier or um, to help resolve things. So I'm interested and getting to the root issue of why people are having whatever pain or anxiety or um, trauma, what what is it that, that is really the root cause, and what can we do to help the person be able to function better in life? So it might be looking at positions of sleep, or how you're working at your computer, that's kind of the physical practical side. But it may also be clearing the old hurts and traumas that we carry in our life. We have layer upon layer upon layer of trauma. And I I often explain to people, I do a lot of work with the vagus nerve, which is that nerve that causes the stress response. And um, I tell people, we have these held breath events where something happens and we go, and we, we imprint in our body, this vibrational pattern. And that gets um, layered. And so that's stuck somewhere in our physical body, in our soft tissue. We can even hold it in our bones. Our bones resonate and vibrate. And ultimately, we're all a bunch of vibrating jewels when you look at it from a quantum physics perspective. And so we want to clear these vibrational imprints of old patterns, old trauma, maybe something from your past or Um, things that you, a small incident as a child when you fall and you hurt your knee when you fell off your bike, but you had that stress response gets imprinted. And then you, every time you have a stress response, you re-trigger that same old pattern that's stuck somewhere in your body. And then we have a pandemic and everybody's stressed out and we have major Um, disruptions in our life. And so those old patterns start to get amplified and we start having anxiety and sleeplessness and digestive issues. And it often goes back to some of these old previous patterns that are way buried deep within our body. And when we do this energy work, it is helping to release those patterns, those vibrational patterns at a deep core level of who we are. And a lot of times we don't need to even talk about it. We just need to release the pattern from our body. Other times we do need to talk about it. And I do a a technique called process acupressure where it's basically talk therapy, talking through um, processing what is happening. what an old memory or um, we can engage with the pain and have a conversation with our pain and what, what lesson or what message is it trying to give us? And a lot of times that will help to shift um, what's happening within our body. I just want to be clear here that I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm not trained as a counselor, but I am trained as an occupational therapist with psychosocial um, training I'm trained as a spiritual director and I'm trained in the process acupressure and so I do have a skill set of doing some of the talking during the the body work and I think the combination of both is very beneficial and I also am the first person that refers people out to more counseling because I think we need a team approach when we're dealing with some of the old traumas that people have and um, we need a team, we can't do this kind of thing alone. And people need to have some of the professional services out there. I love referring to to, um, therapists that do the EMDR, um, cognitive behavioral approaches, the internal family systems, those types of of, um, therapy techniques are so beneficial. And what I find, Most beneficial is that when people come and see me first for the zero balancing, and I use this special type of touch that helps to open up this expanded state of awareness, this this state tends to happen and hold on for 24 to 48 hours, and the person continues to readjust. And so if they follow up immediately with, meeting with a shaman or meeting with a counselor or um, going and doing um, different therapy techniques, meeting with a pastor, they they can have a deeper um, experience. They can work with their dreams. They can be more creative with their art because they're tapping into a deeper part of them that is sometimes hidden with our normal everyday paths and work activities. Um, So I like to see, I see a lot of people who will come and see me first and then schedule a session with another practitioner within 24 to 48 hours and having a phenomenal experience. I've had quite a number of people who have been seeing other practitioners for multiple years And the practitioners have told me, you know, once you started doing zero balancing and the acupressure with people, they went so much deeper into their sessions with me than they did before. And I think it's whatever you're doing is helping them access that part of themselves that they hadn't been able to reach before. So I find it um, very fascinating to, to be able to do this work and to be able to collaborate with other practitioners locally.
0: So what I would like to do is just kind of break it down to the your client's experience. So if they've never had zero balancing or had experienced your methodology previously, let's say that they come to you for, I don't know, anxiety. I mean, it can be mm-hmm. for anything, but let's just call it anxiety. And so can you kind of walk through, because could you walk through like your session as far as like, because you said a lot and somebody might, you know, feel like really overwhelmed by what you just said, as far Mm -hmm. as like all of these things might just come up and I'm not going to know what to do out of it or things like that. So I think that maybe just understanding what a normal type of, of, of an appointment or a session would be like, and you know, how that might, how that might work can you go into that
1: sure you know most people come to me and they don't really know what I do they they come because a friend of theirs said you need to go see Deanna she can help you and so they'll come and they'll say I don't even know what you do and I usually give them a very general um you know this is a mind body therapy and you're in charge of this session we will only go where you want to go you know um what I have people do is fill out a brief form that goes over a little bit of health history. So I can get an idea of what is happening, you know, looking at, do they have digestive issues? Do they have trouble sleeping? Do they have any pain? Where is it located in their body? What kind of injuries have they had a car accident or have they fallen on their tailbone or um, any fractures because that helps inform what I do in my work And then I'll ask them, what are some of their goals or their intentions? Um, Usually it's something simple, like, how do you want to feel when you leave here? And that takes people off guard a lot of times because nobody has asked them how they want to feel. And a lot of times it's things like, I just want my pain to go away. Um, But a lot of people also say bigger things like, you know, I just want to feel at peace or um, I just wish things would flow easier in my life or I wish the relationship with my family member would be better and so that helps get to the root of some of what's going on and the first few times I do sessions with people I just encourage them to relax I explain what I'm going to do and I usually work in silence I may ask a few questions here and there, but I allow them to really just lie on the massage table on their back, fully clothed. I'll give them a nice warm blanket if it's cold out um, and just to relax and to be present to themselves. Um, Some people are nervous about silence, but I do encourage them, You know, I'll chat for a little bit, but then I encourage them to just be quiet and, and notice what's happening in their body and a lot of times people will then immediately get into this deeper relaxation response. They'll find they, they feel like they're falling asleep and that's okay, I tell them you can fall asleep. And if sometimes if an emotion starts to come up, I'll just encourage people to stay with it and just to breathe. And it usually crests and is gone within a few seconds. And we just continue the session. And I do tell people if there's anything they wanna talk about, um, they're welcome to, to, to initiate a conversation, but I usually don't try to dig or probe. Um, but when something starts to come up, I can tell from the, the various signals in the body that um, there's changes happening with their, their body's stress response. And so I'll just often ask a simple question, what do you notice? And then they'll start to tell me. And so if they they want to talk, they'll they'll talk and they'll tell me and we can go wherever they wanna go and have conversations. But if they don't wanna talk, that's fine. We don't talk at all. Um, But after the session, then when we're finished, I usually have them sit up on the table and talk with them briefly about what to expect when they go home. They should drink water. They should take care of themselves. We don't want them going out and running any marathons. They wanna just do their normal activities. And I let them know that sometimes this work will create a healing event where they might have a flare up of an old injury and to just notice if that happens. And just to be curious that usually it's gone within a few hours or maybe half a day, but it's their body's way of letting go of these old patterns because they're in a newer position and posture. And I liken it to when we start a new exercise program, we use muscles in a different way. And so we sometimes are a little stiff and sore. And so to not be caught off guard if that happens, but to just simply notice and honor it and obviously get medical attention if something is persistent and doesn't go away. But um, that's helpful for people to know that happens, um, to let them know that sometimes they might have vivid dreams or an awareness of, of things in their life and to, to, you know, talk with people if they need to. But I usually don't go into a lot of talking and feel about pasts, Um, issues that they've had, or even trauma, unless they specifically initiate that initially. But once a person um, really gains a rapport and a trust with me, they usually will start to come in and say, you know, this has really been helpful. I feel so much better, but I'm aware that I probably need to deal with this particular issue in my life. And by then they've started to do some maybe reading about what it is that I do, or um, they, they might be curious and say, would this be good for helping me, you know, release this stress around a certain situation, or I had a, a, a sexual abuse when I was younger. And I think that's part of what this is, is that something we can address. And so then we will go into uh, conversation about what it is, um, what information you want to let me know. And then uh, they are always in the driver's seat. So, what, as we go through the session, if it feels like too much, that's okay. We can just stay with it because what's happening is we're releasing these patterns in the body and layer by layer. We don't go in with a pickaxe, when we do an archeological dig, we start with a feather and we slowly brush away very gently to see what precious things are underneath the surface. And we only want to go a little bit at a time. And so we're not going in and trying to get to the bottom of things, even though I talk about wanting to know what the root cause is when these, past issues or traumas come up, we need to treat them and honor them very carefully. So that's very comforting to people to know that, oh, we don't have to deal with this. I have people that come and say, they start to get teary and they'll say, I don't I don't want to deal with this today. I don't have time to address this. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. We're going to breathe through this and we're going to move on with the session. And usually they feel a lot better afterwards, even without... Um, They know they've put that on a shelf and they'll address it at another time when they're ready to do that. But one of the things that I do a lot is educate people about the vagus nerve. This is the nerve that has to do with our body's stress response. It's a nerve that gets impinged in multiple locations in our body when we have tense, tight muscles, when our our jaw is clenched when our shoulders are up to our ears, because we're holding the steering wheel when we are um, not breathing deeply, and we don't let the lungs expand. And so I teach them simple stretches and breathwork patterns, and teach them that whenever they start to have these sensations, the vagus nerve controls our lungs, our heart, our digestion, our sex organs, and the elimination, bowel and bladder. And so if they're having a problem in one of those areas, often if they do breath work, it will help to at least calm down some of what is happening um, with those areas. And so teaching them how to do the self-care, the breath work, I teach them other acupressure points that they can hold to help reset um, some of the responses. And so they'll find that the, when they start to get a rapid heart rate or when they realize they're breathing shallowly in their upper chest, or when they um, start to have stomach pains, when they pause and breathe and do some of these exercises, a lot of times those symptoms will start to release right away and they feel better. And so that's empowering to them to feel like they are able to take charge of some of the, the stress responses in their body and recognize them and learn what to do to kind of dial down the, the body's stress response. So um, I'm all about empowering people and educating them, and I give people handouts or refer them to different um, websites for different techniques. Um, I do a tapping technique with people. Um, you know, a lot of acupressure and breath work, but there's other other techniques that I teach people too. Um, yeah. I, I I love all of the
0: the I I remember at one of the early holistic hubs, you had brought your be well duck, and I thought that that was just such a great idea to be able to have. And I love that you put that together. and Um, I see on your website that you have a breathwork mini course that you can sign up for, people can sign up for, and then you have attention release free handout, which is what I'm assuming part of these things were that you were mentioning. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just really great, I mean, just even on that educational piece, to be able to have so many resources available to people that they can just come to your website and check out um, and learn more about, which um, is really wonderful. And, you know, let's, let's get into restoring balance. That's coming up, talking about, you know, teaching and being able to, I think that, uh, So going back to your zero balancing, you had mentioned that you're working on, you know, being on to do more teaching at that level as well, um, as well as the teaching that you're doing with your workshops. So being able to teach people how to do zero balancing so that they can help the community and those who need this to be able to do that. And then you're also teaching people how they can use their key acupuncture pressure points and other breathing and tapping modalities that people could use to self-regulate and to heal various things that come up so i love that you're doing so much teaching because we all just need to have some tools in our tool belt to be able to have to practice and when it comes to breath and just getting into that place of coherence you know, I mean, you know, that's often step one is being able to have a space to be able to do the things within. Um, so I love that you have these, these different um, resources available. And I wanna learn more about your Restoring Balance. Can you talk about your Restoring Balance retreat that you have coming up? It's gonna be up here um, on February 12th and 13th from 10 to five. Um, can you tell us more about that and what that is it gonna be about?
1: Sure. I'd love to. So I need to just step back briefly and say that I was teaching um, acupressure classes, clinical acupressure, process acupressure, and I'll soon be teaching zero balancing for practitioners. So I'm teaching them techniques to do on other people. And I also have classes that I teach some basic, um, simple shorter acupressure classes for anybody to learn how to do acupressure and use on themselves or with their family and friends. And I got to the point where I realized I'm I'm teaching these classes for other organizations, but I, I can only teach that modality for that organization. And really they Intersect, and there's so much that I felt like I wanted to share of my OT resources and handouts I have and spiritual practices because spiritual practices are the best thing to help us calm that vagus nerve and our stress response. And so I realized I wanted to create an online course, and so I started nine months ago. So this has been a birthing process for me, and I, I started creating a course, and I realized that I wanted something unique that was not the traditional online course because there's so many out there and don't we get tired of all the options. And I realized what I wanted was a retreat with like-minded people. And so that's what I created. I created a two-day opportunity for people to step back from their daily routine. And what I'm going to do is teach people these quick, simple, little two-minute tips of things they can do to dial down the stress response. They're usually related to the vagus nerve here. Um, But to to be able to practice in real time and feel that on ourselves. So we're learning these techniques. We're going to get the benefit of treating ourselves. And I'm going to pull in a, a contemplative aspect to it. It is a retreat where we have a chance to also kind of step back and look at things like how we set boundaries. Um, how do we wanna create a, our typical day and what would that look like? Do we really wanna be at um, everybody's beck and call in our, our day or are there sometimes we would need to carve out for ourselves? Can we put on our own oxygen mask first before we take care of everybody else? And so this tr- retreat is really about Teaching people how to do their own self-care practices and to take care of um, the stress when they don't have a time to get away for a retreat or to go get a massage, but they only have two minutes when they go to the bathroom or when they um, are waiting for the microwave to to stop, or you know p- these little two-minute bits of pieces that we have during the day and how we can stack some of these. Um, practices to help release the stress response. And I'm, I originally was targeting healthcare professionals, hoping that people like occupational therapists or nurses or um, massage therapists, other holistic practitioners would learn these practices to do on themselves. And then they would educate their patients or their family member that they're caregiving for, or their student if they're a teacher. And they would show the person how to do this by doing it on themselves. So they're, they're sneaking in self care for themselves, and they're empowering the other person to do their own self care. And so we're spreading the um, stress relief techniques by sharing with other people. So that's really the kind of the the focus of where this came from. So I've created this course and I am just, I'm a person who overgives and I have tons of handouts and little videos and resources. And so that's what I want to do is give people this abundance of resources at their fingertips so they can go and get some resources for when they have a migraine or um, when they have digestive issues or um, they want a quick acupressure point for stress relief or they need to do a different breath work practice because they're tired of the one they had been doing. And so I want to have three or four other options for them to choose from. So they have this abundance of things to do similar to those balance resource cards I created years ago. If I want people to feel like they can pull things out of the, the deck and they can have new exciting things that they can do and if they get bored they can put those away and try something different and i'm collaborating with a number of other people who are giving some bonus um, resources so it's not all my own work but it's things from other people as well to have these resources available for people to refer back to for for as long as the website is there Um, So I'm hoping that people will sign up for the the two-day retreat, but if they're not able to come, also envision that they can still sign up for it and use it like a self-paced retreat so that they can listen to the videos later. And I will continue to add resources onto that. Um, It's a web page that'll be at the portal for all of these resources, so. I'm looking forward to it. The other thing that I didn't mention, but um, I am very interested in the research behind a lot of these practices. As an OT, that has been drilled into our profession of we need to have evidence-based practices. My husband's an OT, so the two of us, we have these conversations about this. And so I know that a lot of these Eastern medicine practices have stood the test of time and they've been around for thousands of years, but I also know that some people need to understand from a more scientific basis. And so I'm trying to find resources. I am trying to explain what is happening in understandable terms from a Western medicine perspective. So we'll talk about the sympathetic nervous system versus parasympathetic nervous system instead of talking about energy because that is a a term that makes some people uncomfortable. I'm shifting my lens. It's like a kaleidoscope. we got all these pieces in there. And we can look at a pattern and we see it one way and we can shift it slightly and look at it from a different perspective and we get a different pattern, but there's still the same pieces there. Some are just more obvious and some are less obvious. And so I'm learning how to shift the kaleidoscope so that we're seeing things through the lens of an OT or a nurse or through science or through five element acupressure and helping people to to talk about this in language that they understand and trust so that they'll use the practices. So that's, um, I'm excited about the retreat and I hope that it'll be something that I'll be repeating um, in different ways over time, but it's, this is my big um, month to be able to be launching this new thing that I've birthed. And it's really this intersection of the occupational therapy, the spiritual direction, the zero balancing, and the soul lightning acupressure that I do. This sounds really
0: fabulous, and I'm so glad that you went into describing what... Um like the to, to the level that you did as far as what to expect, as well as all of the resources and the tools that it's going to provide and being able to know that you're going to just continue to build on that over time, that there's just going to be more information available over time to be able to come back and be able to review. So that's really, really wonderful. And I love your vision of being able to help, you know, all of those who are in healing positions to be able to help them heal so that they can help heal others and show others how to heal as well as let me just show up for my own healing and learn how to heal myself because it doesn't matter who we are. We all need healing in some level, in some regard, we can't, it's just part of life, right? So we all need healed. Um, And so I love that you are taking so much of what you learned over your history of where you've been over your years of being able to pull these pieces together to create this. So this is super exciting. So is there a deadline to be able to register?
1: You can register right up until February 12, the day when we have the retreat. In fact, I think you'll probably be able to to, um, sign up for it even the next day, the second day of it. We'll um, probably take it off after that. But we want people to, Be excited about it and I anticipate there'll be some people that come and are so excited they want to tell their friends about it, so I hope that will happen.
0: yeah I certainly am excited about it, so, in addition to the restoring balance do you have anything else up coming on your on your calendar that we can look out for.
1: I am teaching a variety of classes. I um, teach clinical acupressure. I have, I'm in the middle of a class right now that I'm teaching online and we do a six hour hands-on component and I'm teaching in April at Cleveland Clinic. um, And I have another class in September. I have a process acupressure class in October and I will have several zero balancing classes throughout the year. Um, after I graduate in March. So you can watch out for those on my website. And I will occasionally have the shorter little one hour or 90 minute classes um, that I try to put on my website or on my Facebook page DW Healing Arts. Um, I also tend to schedule those when I know I have somebody interested in them. So people can contact me um, and say I'm interested in a an acupressure class. I have some of those listed, but I have a whole series called acupressure for anyone that we look at various um, conditions. So I have one for cold and flu season. I have one for um, balance, restoring balance. I have one for your central core. I have one class that we do called save a stress release through soul Lightning acupressure. It was a stress protocol developed after 9-11 to use with the rescue workers at ground zero to help reduce the trauma and shock and stress. And we've done a lot of research on that particular protocol. And so I do have a a three hour and a six hour class for that. And um, that's something that's great for nurses, healthcare professionals to be able to use. Um, So that's more of a, a professional training, but I also, do that one for um, the general public too. So um, get in touch with me if you're interested. My website is dwaggy.com, d w a g g y, waggy like the dog's tail. So dwaggy.com. Perfect. And I know
0: that you have a newsletter. You're also on Facebook and
1: Instagram.
0: Is there any others that uh, people can look out for you on? Um,
1: I'm on LinkedIn. I occasionally put things on Twitter, so I'm kind of sporadic with those. But um, so,
0: so, Diana, what I would like to know is: is there anything else that um, that you'd like to mention that we have not had the opportunity to hit on yet?
1: Well, in addition to everything else I do, I love to consult with other holistic practitioners. I have a lot of conversations with people who are interested in maybe getting out of their traditional job and maybe starting a new um, holistic practice or something on the side. And so we get together and have a conversation. I have done a variety of different modalities over the years, craniosacral, I've done Reiki, I've done healing touch. Um, I've dabbled in a lot of different things. And so people will often come to me and say, should I go into OT or PT, or I'm thinking about acupuncture school, or I'm, I'd really like to learn zero balancing or or the soul lightning acupressure that you do, which one would you choose first? And so we have a conversation about that. I often will talk with them about how I started my own practice and give them ideas of things they can do to get started as they bill or they look for a, um, a location or I can refer them to other people or other resources to, to get started. And then I also do mentoring with people who are in certification for both zero balancing and the Soul Lightning acupressure or people who are trained in other modalities and just wanna kind of fine tune some of their touch skills we'll get together and, and practice doing some hands-on touch feedback.
0: Wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. I, I knew that you did some consulting, but I did not realize that it was at such a wide level that is fabulous. What an amazing resource you are. That's really Thanks. amazing. I, like I also that. train
1: people how to teach online and do Zoom classes when the pandemic first started. So how do you find just the whatever... time?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: How yeah. do you find the time? You are a wonder woman. <laughs> well, see, sure. that's that multi-potentialitis. It's like, oh, this opportunity's here. I know about this much more, a tiny bit more than other people, because I've been doing it six months longer than somebody else. And so I'm basically stepping them through, but I'm learning. I need to charge for my time because I gave and gave and gave so much in the past and I'm realizing now if people want access to some of the knowledge that I have they need to pay for it and you know we can do some collaborating or or, um, bartering some services sometimes but um, I feel like my knowledge that I've built up over the years I've had over 80 classes between the zero balancing and soul lightning acupressure I'm talking four day 80 classes. So I have a lot of um, time and and money invested in those. And it's important that people recognize that when we have that kind of training, that they need to pay for those um, skills and services. So
0: yeah yeah and I mean I don't personally I believe that everything needs to come down to an energetic exchange mm-hmm. you know it doesn't necessarily need to be dollars I mean it can be so many mm-hmm. other things but exactly. re- but just simply opening up in a conversation hey not able to do this are we able to do that and being able to figure that out you know and i just expect that if that's somebody if that's a need from somebody that they're just going to say so and um we'll definitely work together because i'm not money driven but at the same time you know i know that there's an energetic exchange that needs to happen for it to feel equal and that that we're both there's a value for both um and then that give and receive um Equation, and you know, I think that that's really important. And I, and I appreciate you talking about being able to. It's now time to to charge. I've worked on this for a really long time, and I know that you have. Um, It's it's time to just be able to put my services out there in a way that, you know, I I can be paid for. And I think that that's a good place to be. And I like hearing you say so because I don't know that enough healers hear that because by nature healers tend to be overgivers. it's just kind of comes with the territory i believe um, right. it's just yeah so yeah i think that it's great to hear you talk about the monetary side of that because healers need to be paid
1: no further services. It's, hard. it's still hard sometimes to have those conversations, but I do believe that. And I do encourage new people as they're starting out to at least explore that and, and not undervalue what we do. You know, yeah. I gave away my services for so many years and I don't think people had the same kind of healing experience that they do now when they are investing, when they come and pay cash out of pocket there's a different kind of investment of their time and energy. And so they get something different out of it. And that doesn't mean I can't give people um, discounts or or offer things. Uh, Sometimes I serve people too and do things for free. But, you know, there's a, a difference if we're just getting something for free and not exchanging that energy. Um, we don't value it as much and it doesn't often stick. So Mm -hmm.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. Deanna, are you ready for some uh, rapid fire questions? Sure. Perfect. All right. So question number one, what do you love the most about being a holistic practitioner?
1: I love problem solving and helping connect the dots for people with things they haven't seen before and looking at it from a slightly different perspective.
0: Nice. All right, so question number two. What are three words to describe how people feel when they leave after experiencing a session with you?
1: They feel taller, taller physically, um, calmer and put back together. That's not one word, but put back together. (laughs) Love that, love that, love that.
0: All right, and question number three. If someone were lacking confidence or uncomfortable with reaching out to you for the very first time, what advice do you have for them to set their mind at ease?
1: I would say call and have a conversation or even a Zoom call, and we can talk about what it is they're interested in and whether what I have to offer will meet their needs or not, or they could bring a friend with them when they come for their session. Sometimes that's helpful as well. Um, And the third thing would be to, to ask a friend who might have had services with me. And so that sometimes is helpful also, but just ask.
0: I love that. All right, Deanna. Well, this has been a fabulous conversation. Thank you so much for your time. I will put your, you're welcome. I will put uh, your website and contact information up on the page notes for anybody who is listening, um, dwaggy.com and she can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and others. All of her places can be found on her website. All right, Deanna, you have a fabulous rest of your night.
1: You take care. You too. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> wow. Wasn't she fun? I love all of the information that she has to share. She has just such a wealth of knowledge. I love that. It was so exciting to talk to her. I wanted to get to our artist this month. I had featured Eli Khan. His track at the beginning of the podcast opened us up with Cosmic Garden, and that is from his album titled How Are You? No, really, How Are You? And we are closing it out with the album's self-titled track. I hope you'll enjoy. I really do. You can find more about Eli and his music as well as all of the cool things that he has going on on his website www.eliconmusic.com His information will be in our show notes and you have a great night, y'all.